0: Farga. prologue. If you're a mage, especially the non-advanced one, I strongly advise you not to sneeze, at least not in the closed spaces, and if, better far from any form of life. Why? Because you can end up in a state of war, like they did. Fire now is spreading everywhere. The whole kingdom is overflowing with foes and that's only because their authority had a diplomacy dip up their asses, throwing stones at each other with the authorities of the conterminous countries. They were going through a very thin tightrope and nobody needed much to actually turn into the complete carnage. And I am telling you, extinguishing their tents is now every day's routine. But let it start from the very beginning part one the past why is she never helping me in the field the girl's father whined crossing the threshold of the house he pointed at his daughter with sorrow and tiredness on his face but her mother didn't seem to care because what you do is useless shazam she said not even looking at him she was embroidering some floral adornments on a handkerchief and that was something that was allowing her to make money, unlike his unhealthy fascination of the grass and hay. For the past 10 years, he had been continuously trying to convince Stephalia to let Nyx to go with him to the field. And for the past 10 years, he had been kicked out with that idea while the woman was focusing on making her daughter get some good education. Annex wasn't really the best child either. She was callous, and more than anything, she had loved fighting in the nearby woods. Cephalia and Shazam had always fought with that, but they couldn't do that properly. The man was always questioning the ways his wife was growing their daughter, always complaining on her very aggressive ways of being, which Cephalia was always burning with. Not everyone can have your ideology, you fucking grass eater and that was making him shut up for some time. There was also another reason why she wasn't fighting. Nix's habits and character she hadn't known since the very beginning that it's better to let her play in the woods than make people hate her more than they had already been hating her. Nix wasn't Shazam's daughter. How can I be useful if nobody values it enough to help me with it? He whined again and Cephalia rolled her eyes putting the handiwork on the table, passing by Nyx and poking her to give her the sign that it was time for her to get out of the house. The girl had already known what was that about. Her mother wanted to talk with her father, and it was always the speech of the fist. Nyx, however, always wanted to see that, but she knew that the age rating for such scenes were way above her own So she sighed, took her cloak and just got out of the house, not even looking back. It was not only three steps that she had taken. When she had heard the hit to the table. Nobody would help with it if you don't stop fucking eating half of the grass, you moat! She had heard, but she only shook her head and decided to go for a walk. There was nothing she could do in a situation like that. It wasn't like she had not liked her father. He was just portrayed as useless piece of shit. She had never looked up to him or anything. He just always was there somewhere doing his hobbies more than work itself. And there was never much money from it. Nexus herself was able to pretty much loot more from the fleeing travelers she had been successfully meeting in the forest than her father was bringing home for a whole month on the grass field. And she was only 12. Path to the woods was not particularly wavy or dangerous, neither were the woods, especially for her by that time. She had known them by heart, at least the part she was allowed to enter. The dark part, somewhere deeper, she wasn't even getting close to, but it wasn't because her mother told her not to. She was aware that getting back quick to her house wouldn't be possible if she got lost. And there was absolutely no way for her to explore with the amount of time she had to do so. The soothing weight of the dagger on her hip was giving her more courage than she should have had. Even being aware of that never stopped her from going forward. She straightened her back and just started running to her usual outpost, where she was waiting for the guests. She climbed the tree somewhere around the crossroads and she sat on the branch, leaning her back to the trunk with her eyes stuck to the path. The hours she had been spending in this place were always fruitful. There was no other way for anyone to pass if they wanted to have higher chances to get through the woods intact. Nix knew that what she was doing maybe wasn't the best, but at least she was contributing to her family what her father was not able to do. She was an outcast anyway. She didn't really care about what other people might or might not say about her life, her ways, about anything. Her mother was a good person, smart one, and she saw the potential in her daughter, so she was educating her as she could, passing everything she had learned. In the age of 12, Nick knew mathematics, was talking with better manners than the rest of the kids in her village, and... What was the most important, she wasn't easy to be manipulated. She, however, was able to manipulate a lot of children. Maybe that was the reason why their parents were banning their offspring from playing with her. Nix had never even tried to keep them close and she had seen quite early that most of the people around her were just afraid of her. However, they didn't even have the reason to do so. She was quiet, usually cornered by her own thoughts. Was it her sharp tongue, sangria-colored eyes, or unfeminine interests? She didn't know. But she didn't want to learn that. She heard the movement underneath her hideout and she smirked. That was another traveler. She was feeling in a good mood, so she decided not to take everything from him this time. In the moment he crossed the tree she was sitting on, she jumped down, covering her mouth with the mask. She jumped forward catching the guy, putting her dagger to his back and hissing with the lowest voice that she was able to produce. She was not that short, but her voice was the only one traitor there. Give me your satchel. She noticed that the man froze, but due to her voice, he seemed to loosen up a bit anyway. She hated when that was happening. Her fingers clenched harder on the dagger's handle. I will not say this twice, she stated, Give me the satchel, and we both will go separate ways without injuries. You think that you can just mug me, you snot? The traveler seemed confident. He was also very fast, but due to Nix's interests, she was way too agile and fast than he would ever be. She jumped to the side when he took out his daggers, trying to hit her straight to the heart. If she didn't move, she would be dead in a moment. Bored pests like you. that waving a knife to people is a good fun, huh?" Nyx didn't say anything. She glanced at him with rage on her face. Usually, they were just giving her what she was asking them for, and more often than not, they were let free. And that one had to make the exception nobody wanted. Nothing to say, I see. He scoffed like the girl's silence was proving anything. She remained silent anyway. People could be talking shit about her, but the only thing they couldn't say was actually that she was easily provoked. She didn't respond, still waiting for him to move. That was something that she had learned when she was around 9. Every time she had the occasion to fight, she had the advantage when she wasn't attacking first. That didn't mean she remained passive. She was just waiting, ready to counter at any moment possible. And the traveler attacked. She dodged his strike, kicking his side, but that wasn't enough. He was sturdier than her. She was only twelve, after all. He caught her cape, but that wasn't a problem at all. Next, just made one set up, releasing the buckle so the guy was left with the fabric in his hand. That was her chance. She rolled by his ankles and cut his calf with her dagger. It wasn't enough. The man got rid of her cloak and cut the air, catching her shirt. Nix felt the cold blade slicing her face. A moment after that, she had felt her blood taste in her mouth. She spitted it out on the ground, feeling the burning across her nose, horizontally. I will show you where is your place, and since you're a girl, your place is in the kitchen, not in the woods, he said. Nix felt the rage as she had never felt before. Of course, people were pissing her off, but that was something completely different. The shivers spreading all over her body, the fire in her veins, cold sweat on her back. She had clenched her fists and set her teeth. And then she just stroked. Her movements were too swift and too aggressive for the traveler to be able to dodge them, too powerful to block. It wasn't even five minutes, and he turned into the mass of flesh and blood, dead on the ground, slowly soaking with his fluids. His last words remained unheard for anyone. My place is where I decided to be. She spat on his body, looting it. Even if I am just 12. And with those words, she just left the human pulp there, taking her cloak, wiping her face from her own blood that was not even trying to stop streaming down, and she decided to head back home.